Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 64 Hear my voice, O God, and my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers who wet their tongues like swords, who aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from ambush at the blameless, shooting at him suddenly and without fear. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, thinking, who can see them? They search out injustice, saying, We have accomplished a diligent search, for the inward mind and a heart of man are deep. But God shoots her arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. They are brought to ruin with their own tongues turned against them. All who see them will wag their heads. Then all humanity fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what she has done. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in her. Let all the upright in heart exult. Job chapter 19, verses 1 through 22. Then Job answered and said, How long will you torment me and break me in pieces with words? These ten times you have recast, you have cast reproach upon me. Are you not ashamed to wrong me? And even if it be true that I have erred, my error remains with myself. If indeed you magnify yourselves against me and make my disgrace an argument against me, know then that God has put me in the wrong and closed his net about me. Behold, I cry out, violence, but I am not answered. I call for help, but there is no justice. He has walled up my way so that I cannot pass, and he has set darkness upon my paths. He has stripped me from my glory and taken the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side and I am gone. And my hope has pulled up, has he pulled up like a tree. He has kindled his wrath against me and counts me as his adversary. His troops come on together. They have cast their, up their siege ramp against me and encamp around my tent. He has put my brothers far from me, and those who knew me are wholly estranged from me. My relatives have failed me. My close friends have forgotten me. The guests in my house and my maidservants count me as a stranger. I have become a foreigner in their eyes. I call to my servant, but he gives me no answer. I must plead with him with my mouth for mercy. My breath is strange to my wife, and I am a stench to the children of my own mother. Even young children despise me. When I rise, they talk against me. All my intimate friends abhor me, and those whom I loved have turned against me. My bones stick to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have mercy on me, have mercy on me, O you, my friends, for the hand of God has touched me. Why do you, like God, pursue me? Why are you not satisfied with my flesh? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both by one, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in, in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For, the, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together in an, into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Good morning and welcome to the third Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 64, Job 19, and Ephesians 2. And um, the the Corinthian, I'm sorry, the Ephesians reading, there's a line that stuck out to me, um, in part because of my seminary training where I was. Um, there's this phrase that gets thrown around because of a book um, by uh, Stanley Harawas and Will Willimon, uh, Resident Aliens, and it comes mostly from the New Testament. I don't know that it comes from the New at all. Um, but God, especially when he has the people in the desert, he refers to them kind of in this way, You'll, you're, you, know, you are resident aliens. You live here, but you don't belong here. And it's this eschatological kind of uh, metaphor of like, you, the world in which you reside is not like you. It has become something that you were not meant to be. Um, and so you're alien from each other, right? Um, but it also is a term that's used for um, wanderers who come to Israel and who want to become Jews, who want to become Israelites. Um, they are sometimes called resident aliens. And you're, they're told, the people are told not to, um, you know, abuse them or, or take them as slaves, um, but to treat them fairly. And it's something of an oxymoron, because if you're a resident, why are you an alien? Um, and if you're an alien, then you're not a resident, right? You're not, you're not from here. Um, and in certain circles, and that I'm, I've been kind of familiar with, you know, kind of uh, progressive, anarchist-leaning uh, Christian circles, uh, this phrase and that idea uh, gets a lot of play that you know we're here, but this isn't. This world doesn't reflect who we are. And too often it can get used as an excuse to not engage in a way that you would be expected to as a Christian, you know, with love and to be a disciple. Like if if this thing isn't us, we bear no responsibility for how it goes 
and and the way that the story leads and it can be uh, in a certain sense a kind of an escape mechanism um, I don't have to improve the world I don't have to treat people with respect because you and I are not alike um, and so that's why for me that line stuck out to me from Ephesians um, you are no longer uh, I want to actually make sure I get it you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets um, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord and so Saul in this instance seems to be challenging that notion um, and I think it was it was there's certainly a, a, a flavor of it in first century Palestine and even in the Israelite tradition of like we're we are not this place we aren't from here we are from God and the world has become corrupt and uh, you know the Essenes uh, who withdrew off to the off to the desert like that sentiment was highly operative for them like look we have nothing to gain and we contributed nothing to the the downfall of this of this world but Saul takes issue with that this world this whole the whole thing the whole structure is growing into a holy temple in the Lord and you're no longer strangers and aliens your residents your fellow citizens with the Saints and the members of of God um, so the whole structure, everyone, even the aliens, are being brought together. Um, whatever this world is, whatever it has become, it is being made right by God. And so Saul seems to take the, the position that, um, you know, this, all these dividing walls that we build up, all the, the ways that we have to alienate ourselves from one another, um, that's going away. Uh, those are our things, not God's. Um, and the, you know, the, the tradition or the the, the tendency to see a broken world and disassociate, I don't think comes from Christ. I don't think that's what that I don't think that's our calling as Christians. Um, you know, the the desire to depart and be with Christ, the desire to. Um, to self-isolate like it's really strong in the military I think that's why you get so many recruits from the south but the highest concentration of veterans are in these northern rural areas Alaska Montana Maine um, you know where there's a disproportionate number of veterans you know, then they're not coming from there service members not coming from northern you know rural areas they're coming from the south um, and so that that desire a tendency that expectation runs really strong in the military you know fuck this you, you guys do what you have to do over there I'm just gonna be self-sufficient you know get off the grid and all I have to worry about is me and my family uh, that same sentiment I think fuels uh, the resident alien with the emphasis on on alien um, where we can you know take what is good of this place and not make it better um, just take what is good and and you know be residents, but we have no stake in in how this turns out. Um, and I think Saul would disagree very strongly with that 
with that notion that the emphasis is on aliens rather than resident. Um, I can't f- say for certain that he does have that that kind of phrase in mind when he says you are no longer strangers and aliens. It was it's certainly a powerful metaphor in the Old Testament that use that is used frequently, or I'll say more than once. Um, in the desert, not so much under the kingdoms, um, but certainly in the Genesis narrative and the Exodus narrative, or I'm sorry, in the Exodus, Exodus narrative in particular, and some of the other books of Torah, uh, it is used. Um, <clears throat> you know, even you know, the same thing, like remember you were slaves in Egypt. Like, that isn't that isn't a call to remember how bad you've had it and don't trust anybody, that is, remember how bad you've had it. Don't make it bad for someone else. Um, and I think that's Saul's um, intent here. Is like, look, don't, don't believe that you're better than other people. Don't believe that, that you don't have a responsibility to contribute uh, to this holy temple that God is making in the whole structure. Um, but to invest yourself in, a, in ways that that break the kingdom into the world um, that I think can only be done by being disciples rather than aliens. A prayer for the unity of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, Give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.